Welcome to a special bonus episode of the No Persinium podcast, the voice of everything immersive. I'm the host of the No Pro podcast, Noah Nelson, although I will not be doing hosting duties for most of this episode. This is a special edition of our Everything Else series. Uh, This was some live streams that we were doing on YouTube, uh, which we quit doing because uh, the technology just was not working out. We were having some fun conversations, uh, but the streams were falling apart on us. But we had already booked this episode because, as it turns out, David Spira, who is our friend from Room Escape Artist uh, and who helps run the Everything Immersive group with us over on Facebook, he's a big fan of Survivor. Uh, As a puzzle person, it's not terribly surprising that. Um, And as it turns out, Anthony Robinson, who has been with No Pro LA pretty much longer than anyone but me, um, well, Anthony was on Survivor. Uh, We don't make a big deal of this all the time because I've also known Anthony since before he was on Survivor. But he was on the original Survivor Fiji way back in the day. I'll tell you that story about how he kept that all from us (laughs) one day. And uh, David and Anthony were talking because uh, this is going out on uh, right before the latest season of Survivor, Survivor Island of the Idols, goes to air and premieres. And it's always uh, a big deal to that fandom. Uh, And Anthony uh, being both a uh, veteran and also a fan of the show and David being a fan of the show wanted to do an everything else, which is our pop culture cast, all about Survivor. And Anthony uh, decided he wanted to bring someone along. Uh, and that someone is P.G. Law, who was on both Survivor uh, China, season 15, and on Survivor Cambodia, Second Chance. Um, so David and Anthony and P.G. are going to talk all things Survivor. And P.G. is also a big puzzle fan, a fan of escape rooms. So this is really... This is this is as close as we can get to doing just an episode about reality television uh, while still having a foot firmly, firmly in our immersive world. Um, and I'm going to let the guys take it away. Just just a couple of quick notes here. Um, you can always, if you like what you hear, if you get interested in no pro, perhaps you're coming in because of Survivor uh, or however you landed on this episode, um, you can check out what we do at nopersinium.com. This entire endeavor is funded through our Patreon backers, uh, and the same is true with Room Escape Artist. So David's co-hosting this episode, so I want to give a shout out to patreon.com slash roomescapeartist. And of course, our own Patreon, patreon.com slash nopersinium, the sustaining backers of which are Mark Balthazar, Jan Budman, Paul F., Lonnie Hansen, Ari Hurston, Sam Kinkin, and Samuel Mustry. We are going to be doing more of these types of episodes in the future because, again, the live stream thing just wasn't working out for us the way we wanted it to. And with that, with no further ado, let's jump into this episode uh, on this. Probably when you're listening to it, uh, you know, it's the day that Survivor Island of the Idols comes out. So there we go. Bonus episode this week. Uh, tune in on Friday at your regular time for your uh, your regular episode of No Persinium. Here we go. <laughs> Thank you. 
Hi, and uh, I am Anthony Robinson uh, from No Persinium. And today uh, on this special edition of Everything Else, uh, I'd like to uh, introduce and have some people introduce themselves. Uh, from the East Coast, who do you have over here? This is David Spira from Room Escape Artist. I'm from the great state of New Jersey. And uh, joining us here in Los Angeles at our home offices uh, is a very special guest, um, which she introduced herself behind, behind door number one. <laughs> Hi, guys. My name is PG Law, and I was a contestant on Survivor Season 15 China and Survivor Season 31 Second Chances. Uh, so oh, and yes. I'm also a huge escape room and puzzle fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Yes. Uh, we should tell you a little bit about what we're doing this week. Um, first of all, uh, I'd like to open it up. Uh, David, you got have, you have something you wanted to ask about? Yeah, so I think we're going to be talking about Survivor as kind of the ultimate immersive experience, but also for those who aren't fans of the show, there is a pretty significant puzzle component to it. So those are the things we're going to be kind of gravitating around today. And uh, yeah, let's dive in with how did you both end up getting on Survivor in the first place? Uh, PG, uh, go for it. So I was actually recruited <laughs> um, because I, I think this was the first time that they were going into film something in China. And uh, I just got a call one day from... Uh, a friend of mine that I knew through like an ex-boss really convoluted but he was like hey we're casting for Survivor like you know we're kind of looking for an Asian female I think you'd be really good you got recommend recommended by your old boss he's like will you apply and I was like uh, I've never seen this show before all I knew is some people lived on an island I didn't really know what it was about but I was like I'm pretty adventurous I was like okay sure why not and that was it wow <laughs> How about you, Anthony? Uh, I was uh, recruited and applied. It was kind of a weird thing. I was actually in the process um, with my best friend, uh, also named David. Uh, we were working on uh, putting an application together for The Amazing Race. We were going to try and uh, go that way. And so I had all my information already you know, compiled. And we had just gotten back from vacation. And I got this random message on Friendster, for those of you guys who are old enough to remember that one, um, pre-MySpace. Oh yeah. Um, and it was a friend of a friend of a friend who saw my um, who who saw my profile on Friendster and, you know, everything on it was like, you know, Survivor, the amazing race lost, uh, you know, um, it was, you know, had uh, the real world, uh, real world road rules. I mean, it was all that stuff, a whole bunch of you know, shows like that and uh, left a number and said, hey, have you ever thought about being in a reality show? Call this number. And I called the number and I called it at lunch uh, at work and ended up uh, ended up on an hour and a half phone call um, where, uh, you know, I basically ex extolled uh, the, the wonders of Survivor and how big a fan I was at the time. And um, she's like, it's great. You should apply. I'm like, cool. What show is it? She goes, it's Survivor. And I lost my mind for about five minutes before it <laughs> calmed down. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I ended up going through a rushed version of the application process, but I applied and... Um, got in so uh that that was my story wow that's i for me as a fan i started watching when the show was new and then i went to college and i didn't watch it all and then i graduated and 
the TV writer's strike happened and I was having a lot of foot problems at the time and Survivor was a thing that was on and I was like, oh, I used to like that. And I, so I started watching again and I never really stopped. Um, but over the years, my interest in it has changed as I've been trying to, you know, understand what makes for a really good television puzzle. And also just, I love human, like interpersonal interactions and this show just provides so much entertainment on that front. Um, so what's, what is it like being on this show? Oh God, it's like the best and worst thing you've ever done in your entire life. Um, that's exactly how I I tell everybody all the time. It's the best and worst thing. Yeah. I mean, well, it's like, like I was talking to Anthony about this because Anthony, I don't know if you still do it, but I know you used to do LARPing, right? Like this like live action role play. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It used to be heavy in that and uh, uh, still dabble when I get a chance to. Yeah. I mean, Survivor is like the biggest, weirdest role playing game in the world, right? Like it's, it's live chess. It's, um, there's just so many different components to it and so many different ways to win. And it's fascinating. And it's like, you're trying to deal with these big personalities. Everybody's an A-type, really aggressive. And you're you're in these elements, which you've probably never had to live like that before. Like uh, in China, we I went like four days without eating anything. So you're battling with that. You're dealing with all these people who you're trying to make friends with, but also trying to figure out how to like work, you know, work them and, figure out the game itself. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. I know for, for me, the worst part was um, uh, really for me, the worst part was just not being able to ever be completely comfortable, like socially or like, you know, environmentally. Um, Cause you know, like hunger, you can de- learn to deal with the uh, dehydration is horrible, but you can learn to, your body can adjust that, but you know, never being able mentally to be able to rest. Uh, Cause like you know, PG said, it is a full-time game of chess and you, you don't get to stop. Yeah, that's you're not sleep- it, it, you're not sleeping well and feeling like you can't trust anyone is kind of the hardest. Yeah. I I have to imagine that that level of paranoia just has to eat at you especially when it's dark out, it's cold, you're hungry and you can't you can't sleep and there's absolutely no one there that you can that, that you can actually relate to on a truly human level. Uh, I mean, yes and no. At some, you know, it's weird because of the hardship. You are kind of bonding with everyone, so you do tend to get close very, very fast. Um, mm-hmm. I just think that you know, it's also different. I think nowadays too, it's different than how it used to be. Because you have to remember, like me and Anthony played about ten years ago. Like the first time that yeah. I played was like over ten years ago. So back then, the game was still not new, but like it's not like it is now where there's a thousand, like there's so many idols out. Like back when I was playing, you had the luxury of still being able to look somebody in the eye and say, Hey man, I really like you. We're friends. I have to vote you out. I feel terrible, but you could at least do that. And it's like nowadays, every vote off has to be a blind side because you don't know if they have an idol. So that kind of changes also some of that human element as well. I feel like because not everybody has to be blindsided. It's a it's a much more aggressive game than it was even just a few years ago. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yes, definitely. It's it's a lot more. It is a lot more visceral, uh, emotionally visceral uh, than it was back in when we were doing it. Because uh, with us, it was still very much in that realm of like you know people are still having fun and they're you know doing it as a game. Um, you know, just a level game. It's like you could play 
you know, yourself or something else or, you know, make up who you're going. But now it is very much uh, a much more emotional, much more personal. You know, you got to look somebody in the face while you stab them in the back, which is, uh, you know, a lot harder than just straight stabbing somebody in the back. And uh, it, it is. It, I think the it makes it less involved. personal. Well, it, well, it's it's personal for you for getting stabbed, but it's, it is. You, everybody's at an arm's distance now where it wasn't where it was mostly like, you know, I'm sorry. And people cried over voting people out. And now it's just like, yeah, I got them off and I'm going to be okay. You know, it's, <laughs> I, I think, I think the scramble, the scramble has gotten, the scramble has gotten mean where it used to not be mean. The game has gotten meaner. I think that's, that's what I'm getting at. It, it seems yeah. to me as an outsider watching that the game has evolved to a place there, though where more of the players recognize that it's a game and there is a little bit more respect for it being played as a game than there used to be. Whereas people used to just, I just remember a lot of drama over being betrayed. And now there's kind of like, sometimes there's seasons where, you know, where alliances are completely in flux the entire time. Well, you know, I think part of that is due to the change in how they've been casting people. So I actually recently ran into producer and I don't know if you're aware, but like there's been what, um, one woman who's been in charge of casting for Survivor for like the past, I don't know, 15, 17 years. Yeah. And she was recently, yeah. Lynn Stolman, and she was yeah. kind of recent, she kind of um, recently parted ways with casting for Survivor. And, you know, like I found out like part of the reason is because the way she wanted to cast was really kind of, they said it was old school. So she wanted to cast young, beautiful people that were single. She was still casting for like, uh, showmances and just kind of characters and good-looking people and probes really wanted to cast people who were good at the game who knew the game who were fans he's like i don't care if they're unattractive i don't care if they're married i don't you know what i mean he just wanted to cast people that were fans of the game so i think if you watch these past couple seasons and like the one coming up every single person cast is like a huge fan of survivor so that makes it much more cutthroat and it makes people much more because they're all fans, they know how it is. So they know that they might have to switch alliances or backstab and they're less attached to, I think, the human ties and more into just the gameplay itself. That's that makes a lot of sense. That actually explains a lot of what's been going on. So in terms of like challenging people, I mean I, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I remember the both of you have really ended up kind of head to head with some of the most uh, challenging people I can remember being on the show. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm being polite, but. <laughs> well, I didn't have an issue with that until my second season. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what, what is that like having to like, like be in, in direct conflict with another human being knowing that there are cameras around you. Well, I know from, go ahead, go ahead. No, you go first. Well, I was just going to say like, for me, I mean, the biggest thing uh, that they tell you is like, you can't hit anybody. You can't assault someone (laughs) Uh, because, because, you know, there's, it's, it's real, you know, because emotions are real and they get really high and, you know, people are kind of out of self-control. But, it gets really hard because you you strip away some of the social social contrivances. I mean, there are things that you don't say and do to people on a regular day to day basis, even if they are make you super angry, um, because 
there's always that threat of you know human human reaction right so you don't walk up into somebody's face and call them you know a big flaming jerk and a pile of other names um uh when they you know when you're bumping each other because there's a there's always a threat of something happening well you take that away from survivor that's gone like <laughs> that's gone you get in somebody else's face because the whole thing is you're trying to make them you know lose their ish you're trying to make somebody get off their game and off their their normal interaction so yeah it, you know i had people calling me a whole lot of names and they knew they can get away with it because they know i can't punch them i can't shove them i can't you know the, the retaliation is wholly in the game and it changes i think it, i think it changes the social dynamic um, a lot because there are a lot of people who would never in a million years walk up to a black guy and drop an n-bomb in his face you know um there's never never a million years somebody who you know would would did that rather... happen to you on the show no but uh there, there were there were some other interesting terms banting about for from people um i know but that, i know that has happened with i know that's happened with other people too so you know it's all gone that's gone it's like from later seasons from some of the current seasons i know that's been a, been an issue with some uh some players um they kind of never made it on tv it's been kind of happening now uh coming out but uh yeah i had some folks call me some things uh that were that in normal day-to-day conversations would have resulted into a fist fight um and, and it and it's a it's a different world with that and it's hard especially when you know you have to work with i mean you have to work with those people and when that's all you have you know somebody who doesn't like you um on a human level it makes makes for an interesting time how about you, PG? That's oh. that's that's heavy. <laughs> Not surprised, uh, well, that's so, heavy. Well, you know, so so I had um, I don't know if anybody has actually watched, you know, the season that I'm referring to, but basically in my second season there was this other player, Abby Maria, who yeah. I really <laughs> oh butted, I, I know I heads with. Oh, uh, you know, and then what I will say this that it's basically my own fault that she was still around to do it. And again, it was the strategy aspect because we started butting heads right away from day one. There was this whole issue, and I just all I wanted was to vote her out. And what happened was immediately the tribe split into two factions, and um there was a group that I wasn't really a part of, and they were the ones that wanted to vote Abby Maria out. You know, the problem is that the group that kind of pulled me aside and said, hey, we want you to be in our alliance. You know, like, we're guaranteeing you a spot. We like you. So great. You feel super safe on day one. The problem is they also wanted Abby in it, too. So they were trying to protect her. So I'm like, what, like, what do you do? Do I join with the other group? Do I jump ship and join with the other group who wants to vote out the person that I want to vote out, but they have not promised to work with me? Or do you stay with someone that has promised you an alliance, but they are with someone you have a direct conflict with? Like, what would you do in that situation? And if I remember incorrectly, they wanted to keep Abby around because they wanted to drag her to the end because she wasn't, she was the type of person who doesn't win. Everybody thinks that, they can use her. They think they can control yeah. her. They think, yes, that's why. That is right. why. Goat voting is horrible. You know. <laughs> yeah. If you ever get, if, so, if you guys ever get on Survivor, never, never bring a goat. Just don't do it. Get them off. And always, and you know, I'm gonna say this too. Like, like now I learned, like I should have jumped ship and voted her out and saved myself a lot of headache in the future. But like, the correct choice is to support the people that are offering you an alliance, though, right? Like. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's like uh, if I vote against them, I burn that bridge with them. I'm like already the low man on the totem pole with that other group. It's like I would kind of, you know what I mean? Like you're screwed. So sometimes you just have to, you just have to suck it up. <laughs> I mean, as you were saying earlier, there's so many different paths to get to the end, but it's it's also this giant puzzle where really there's also even more ways to lose and you may not you, you may not even be aware of some of the you know the the, the implication you, you won't be aware of the implications of all of the decisions that you're making yeah it's that's i mean and that's always what makes this game so interesting right it's like how do you win when you have to vote off when you have to backstab and vote your way through people that eventually though you are going to have to ask them to vote for you like how do you do that without getting your hands dirty you know <laughs> and it's 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 a really brilliant game like that they've come up with to be able to do that have any of you ever played have i have either of you ever played the tabletop game uh diplomacy oh god yes mm -hmm. oh we need to change that <laughs> oh yeah, you gotta you gotta play diplomacy. So the 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 basic concept of this game is it's it's a it's a World War One strategy game. Each person is playing as a different country, and it's not really a war game. It's a political game. You have two pieces okay. from the beginning of the game to the end of the game, uh, and you pretty much just have to decide every single turn. Everyone has to decide where they're moving their pieces. You have to move them, and um, so. What happens is everyone gets up from the table and you go around and you talk to everybody and you say, you know, I'm Italy and you're France. We should attack Germany. And then the person from from uh, France says, sure. And then you go over to the person from Germany and say, you know, I'm Italy and you're Germany. We should attack France. And the person from Germany oh. says, OK. And basically everybody, it, it, you just everybody goes and has conversations with everybody and then you go back to the table and you write down on a piece of paper exactly what moves you're committing and they all get committed at the exact same time and at any given point in time pretty much half of the people at the table are being stabbed in the back and <laughs> it's an alliance building oh my god oh yeah <laughs> this game is it, it has this like this it, it's been in print for decades and yes. It has it has like a legendary status in uh, among board gamers as this game that can ruin friendships, can ruin marriages, and um, I went I've off seen and that, I've seen I'm like honestly feeling triggered just hearing you guys describe <laughs> the gameplay. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I don't know if I want to play this. <laughs> well, I went off and played it with a whole bunch of you know really seasoned tabletop players and we you know we all play together and everyone was like we're not gonna you know we're not gonna fight we're not gonna take this personally we've played tons of games you know we can win we can lose and for the most part everyone was fine but I actually like witnessed somebody who I've known for years just like absolutely lose his mind over this and I was it, it was it, it was a it's a really it's an amazing board game. It's an amazing game in the way that you know Survivor, it, Survivor is. It's just much, much smaller, with much lower stakes and without physical hardship. Um, yeah. But I, it, it always it, 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 it strikes me as that that style of of, of betrayal. Oh man, uh, what are those other games? Like I, any of those games where like you have to bluff and like pretend you're not the assassin or whatever. Like all Werewolf. of those are always super. Werewolf or like what's that? Um, there's like that sci-fi one. That, well, I forget what the name of it is. Um, all of those we are bluffing. I'm like these are all like they always trigger me. 
it's like yeah it's like you're playing survivor honestly like what i what i want i'm dying to do at some point is to get a bunch of survivors in the room and start playing like things like diplomacy and werewolf and see how it plays out because there are people who i think did really well on the island that will just get eaten alive on some of those games um because well, i've been you know, wanting to do not ready for them. yeah like board games with survivors like i think that would be fun and 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 you know this is something like like there is such a huge intersection between people who like survivor and gamers and like almost every person i know who's in like the gaming puzzle escape room world is like a huge survivor fan and all the survivors i know love playing games it's mm -hmm. you know like like I, yeah they're really intertwined well, I mean that that's a uh, like I love the kind of the steal away a segue. Um, I love the fact that I had arranged for a couple of people because I did a Tommy Haunton's Stash House uh, a couple years ago when it first came out. Such a good game, mm -hmm. such a great game, and uh, you know as for for an escape room, and it's great for you know somebody who was a relative newbie. I'd only done a couple of them at that point uh, to come in and do this, and it was like what, um, and. I oh, you like, got spoiled. <laughs> Stash oh, House yeah. is like the best room in LA. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it's I, definitely up there. Yeah. And I had to share that. I was like, I have to share this with people. Like, I know who's going to appreciate this. A bunch of survivors will appreciate this. And it turns out Tommy's a fan as well. Tommy's a big fan. Um, through somebody he knows, right? PG, because you you found that out. I didn't know about um uh, one of the one of the creators of the challenges. Is that right? PG? Oh, Miles? Yeah, Miles. Um he does challenges, you know, the, the guys who make the challenges for survivors are huge escape room nuts. Yeah, and so Miles and I took, he took me to my first escape room and then it turns out, so he actually has a company that he creates these like games that are like team building experiences, you know, for like, like corporations and, and businesses and things like that. But he is such a big survivor fan that he kept emailing um, John Kerhofer, who produces all the challenges, and he would email him with like suggestions on how to improve the challenges and like his own twist. Because uh, Miles is an amazing game designer, and pretty soon Kerhofer started replying. He's like, well, "What do you want out of all this?" He's like, "Are you looking for a job or something?" Like these are great ideas, and he's like, "Yeah, if that's on the table." So <laughs> he ended up like, so he's like a consultant for challenges, but um, you know, he's way into the escape room world. Like Tommy who, like I said, designed Stash House, is such a big Survivor fan. Uh, I think he met, like, you well, You told him you could bring in a bunch of Survivors to do the room. Yeah. And he created a special twist just for our group where um, he hid, like, clues all over the room. And we would have to find these clues. And eventually, you would use those clues to figure out a key code to enter into a keypad. And the first one through that would win. And it was so funny doing this room with these people because half of these guys had never done an escape room before. They'd only knew how to play Survivor and they're like, well, I know about like idle clues. So like half of them aren't even trying to solve the room. They're just going around looking for these idle clues <laughs> and like hiding in the corner. I can see people shoving papers like in their pockets and like, <laughs> it's so, and it's so bizarre because this is normally a game where it's all about sharing information. And now you've got people hiding in the corner, like hoarding uh these papers and not helping at all and i was like oh this is also really triggering yeah, yeah. that's that's hilarious it's also a hard game to play that way uh yeah which, yeah. which was the cool thing about it yeah I, I i was by the way i was watching all this i wasn't because i had played it already so um I, you know 
I had the, the the luxury and the the unique gift of being able to watch from a you know from the the room runners standpoint. So you know I'm watching all this on close over circuit TV and I'm just like laughing because we're we're seeing everybody hiding you know you know hiding these little uh, these clues to you know the puzzles and they're trying to move things that aren't really supposed to move and it it was true survivor fashion uh, of you know the people who found all the clues messed up. <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh and let somebody else figure out what the real clue was and and then the person who found it got in and then didn't follow the, the last the most important clue was whoever touches this skull because i think it was it was a uh, this beautiful changing color changing skull um whoever touches the skull got it they won the prize and uh uh, I'm trying to remember who who was it that, who was it that won who was it that actually figured out how to so get it in. So Francesca Francesca right. Hoagie got into the room first, and she's like, "Oh my god, I got I figured it out!" And she started celebrating, but you had to get into the room and touch the skull. So Adam Klein ran in behind her, saw her dancing, and Tommy's going, "Touch the skull, touch the skull!" Right. And then like, Adam ran <laughs> up and grabbed the skull, yeah. so he actually won, even oh, though he's oh, the one who. Oh got no, it was. It, it was the other way. It was the other way. It's right. Because no, I think Adam got in. Adam got in first, right? And then Fran- Francesca saw oh, him. Oh, other way, yeah, you're right. Yeah, other way, yeah. Because Adam other was like, around. I got it. And, and, yeah, and then Francesca just reached out and she's like, nope, you didn't touch it. And it, like, I, I remember, that's right, because Adam had the biggest look of like, you know, you know Mr. <laughs> I, I just won Survivor. You know, he had this biggest look of uh, of like defeat on his face and he was like soul crushed. It was great. <laughs> um, uh, uh, yeah. It we, was we, really, we, it we, was fun. Um, so what have been some of your favorite escape rooms in general? Uh, so for me, like in LA, I really like, I like Stash House, obviously. I really love the Evil Genius games that mm-hmm. unfortunately uh, are closed here in LA, but I think they're moving up to San Francisco. That um, is what I have heard as well. I did the Doldricks, all three of the Doldricks rooms in Orlando, which are amazing. Like, I've heard so many good things. We haven't gotten there yet. They're so fun. I just did there. So I did uh, Super Bomb Squad last year because there's a big Survivor charity event every uh, year in Orlando called Hearts of Reality that I do. And um, so one of so there's another like big Survivor fan that is like also obsessed with escape rooms. So every time I go to these events, I'll do them with some fans. And uh, this year I took a few Survivors and we did Captain Spoopy Bones. And it is incredible like what an amazing set really fun puzzles you need a big group um it was it was awesome we what don't about go more, we, don't, we don't go more than a week or two without somebody sending us an email asking us when we're going to go play doldricks and and play those games it, it we're it's we're just constantly being bombarded about it it's it's worth it and i think it's just like a couple that does it it's you know and they I'd like love, love to hear that too. or something that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The best. It's, it's, it's built with love. <laughs> it's it's amazing. Um, what else? Uh, I'm lucky because I'm really good friends with Tommy, so he takes me to do a lot of um, like he'll beta test a lot of rooms, you know, because he knows like mm-hmm. all the owners. So I got to beta test um, Menagerie up in the Valley in North Hollywood. Is that is it? I think it's open now. Have you guys done that one? I, I if that one's new, I haven't done it. I haven't played in LA in about a year. Yeah, I haven't done that one yet either. It's amazing. So Which... it's basically like, uh, so it's where like Dog Eat Dog World is, 
Oh, oh, at like level games? Level, yeah. So, like, the like Arcane and somebody else, like, they merged. It was, like, two companies that merged and yes. um, started creating these rooms. So, Menagerie is their newest room. I tested that with Tommy, and it was so much fun. Like, really, right. really cool puzzles. And like they, 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 there was a lot of mechanical puzzles, so it's not so much, like, magnetic locks. It was, like, you would turn the lever or and you would see everything kind of turn and move and rearrange itself you know what i mean that's cool i know our the, the guys from arcane really like building mechanical puzzles which i love seeing and it's, it's definitely like they're you know one of their signature things they're it's their works of art it makes it so different like it's it's amazing i really love i, I love their style all right that's that's definitely on the on the to-do list now how about you guys? What are your favorite rooms? How about you, Anthony? What, do you, what about... Uh, um, well, uh, here in LA, because I, I haven't gotten to do any outside of Los Angeles yet, um, I, 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 I got to say that the one that I am really super um, jazzed to see, that I have done, I'm, I'm ready to replay it, um, was down at Crossroads. Crossroads is getting room down in Anaheim. Is um, the Hex room? Yeah, uh, the hex hex room, which we're trying to get ready to go to. Um, uh, but the one that I'm really uh, I want to get survivors to do um, is Psych Ward. Um, I haven't played Psych Ward yet because Psych Ward has replayability. And that's the one that I, I'm I'm trying to get you guys together, and I know I've been hinting at it. Um, so I'm trying to get another group of survivors to go and do that one because that one very much is a collaborative yet enemy one. So it's actually perfect, um, and it's got replayability. A lot of replayability um, in there, um, and that one was kind of fantastic. So uh, that, that's I'm, I'm looking forward to, to to doing that one again. Awesome, yeah. I, that's that's one that's high on my list to play next time we get back out to LA, which I'm guessing will be early spring. Um, for me, some of my favorites. Oh, I I'm a huge fan of Strange Bird Immersive in Houston, Texas. Uh, they have a game called The Man from Beyond, which is a merger of immersive theater and escape room and uh i just i love that game uh it made me tear up i really like i I like the direction of like a lot more of the rooms are going more immersive too yeah absolutely i mean la you guys have uh lab rat over at uh hatch escape which is a which is really cool game and and then Uh, there's a couple new ones coming out too so have you guys heard of so like my friend brian um used to run countdown which is now part of 60 out but he has a new game called miss jezebel have you heard of that i've heard of it we had our writer in in la play it and review it and she loved it we had sarah wilson out there uh i've heard nothing but good things so if it's still running when we get back out there that's also like near the top of my must playlist yes definitely i know well, uh no and the crew out here did that one they, they loved it too so it's almost more immersive experience than a escape room it's you know, because there's a live actor, but they're really interactive and it would, you know, and it's not just somebody that's in there to give you clues. In fact, she wouldn't give you clues. She was like, you know, she would be watching you. She's like, okay, well, I'm going to go make some tea for everybody. Like, don't anybody move or look through my things. So it's like, she'll leave the room and then everyone's scrambling to look through everything. And then she'll kind of make some noise and come back and everyone has to race back to the seat and she'll really kind of banter and engage with you. Um, And it was just, it was so different. It was really unique. I kind of like the the direction of going more immersive with these things. Right. I I love it too. Um, there's a my 
another favorite is a company called Escape Room Netherlands. They're in a town called Boonschoten outside of Amsterdam. They're a ways outside of Amsterdam. Uh, they're kind of difficult to get to. And they're in a town that's basically an incredible escape room company and <laughs> a whole lot of cows. And they, the, the, their latest game, The Dome, was in development for three years. And the premise is that you're basically going into some kind of lab to be studied and you're going to be administered a hallucinogen. So basically the entire game takes place in a hallucination and through mind boggling use of technology and set design and puzzle design, they completely sell it. It's, it's, mm -hmm. the game is insane and so much fun. So yeah, That's those those dope. are those two are coming to mind as as some of my favorites. But there's there's so many. I I just I just love these well, games. I like the direction of these escape rooms going more and more immersive. So I was recently in London and I did one called The Grid, which is uh, an escape room that also provides cocktails. It's a cocktail room experience, but it still fit in with it. So when you start, you start off. They bring these trays out there's like syringes on it and four sets and you know, it's kind of sci-fi theme and it's like, you're creating uh, like an inoculation, you know, drink or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of part of it. And you start off with a cocktail and it's interesting because they let you, you can take pictures, you can record on your phone. It's not like all secretive. They let you record it all if you wanted to, um, which I thought was kind of, you know, interesting. Um, I just, I just really like the concept of being able to have cocktails <laughs> with my escape room. <laughs> I, I like that concept too. I'm going to be in London uh, in, a, in, in a few weeks to speak at uh, an escape room conference. So this oh. might be on my agenda now. Yeah, it's hmm. called The Grid. So right. let's look that up. I, you know, and then conversely, like there's um, a friend of mine who he's, in the cocktail kind of industry but he creates this event they're primarily for like bartenders and you know people in the industry but they're all cocktail events that have escape room and puzzle elements in them so they're all these immersive events and while you're there and you're drinking cocktails but then you're also solving puzzles like that's that's fantastic that's brilliant. yeah 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 cool <laughs> Um, I wish we could do, I wish we could have actual rooms here where you can do alcohol, but I think like maybe the licensing is a little bit tough in the States for that. I think it is. I think it would be plausible for them to do like a bring your own type deal, but I think it would be very complicated for most of these companies to provide. I know there are a few escape room businesses that have liquor licenses, um, but they're few and far between and I've never seen one. Uh, they, and, and my understanding is they usually have to keep it at the bar. Yeah. It's oh, part, I see. Part of the room, yeah. Um, and, and, and I know there there have been some new immersive experiences that have, like, a lot of immersive experiences these days, you know, have alcohol as part of them or, you know, like, near them. Uh, but there's only been a couple that have uh, started to incorporate escape room elements into the immersive experience. They, they're going the other way. Um, mm. that, that They also include alcohol. Um, to some degree so uh it just depends depends on on how you know depends on your license and your 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 uh your permit i guess and how you're gonna wing it so uh 
let, let's keep our fingers crossed that uh, more people are able to figure out how to work with the ABC to get that working. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. So we can have some uh, co cocktails in your immersive experience and hopefully not short anything out while it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other problem is that, you know, you have a lot of people who are not avid players who you give them a little bit of alcohol and tell them that there's a mystery to solve. And all of a sudden, every everything seems like a thing you can punch. <laughs> all the props get destroyed. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I, I know in cities that have, like, a heavy drinking culture and are walkable tend to have a really hard time with uh, destruction. Um, a lot of the companies in New Orleans and in New York City and in Vegas uh, really complain about this. And, and if you go to, like, Escape My Room in New Orleans, they have these incredible immersive environments. The entire facility is themed from front door to exit. Uh, and it's all set in this one really cool world. Um, and it's, it's designed to the nth degree, but every single one of their games has just a regular plastic garbage can in it. And that's there out of necessity. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no sticky locks. Never a sticky lock. That <laughs> uh, is hilarious. Yeah. So, um, talk, you know, so speaking of puzzles and Survivor, um, what's it like solving puzzles on that show in, 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 the, in these challenges? God, they're the worst. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Says the puzzle I queen. Always, <laughs> I always get put on the puzzles because everyone looks at me and they're like, oh, you're Asian. You must be <laughs> But I feel like it's a different... You're also really good at them too. So. Yeah, but it's, it's a different type of puzzle though. It's not like there are like slide puzzles or like jigsaw type puzzles. And... Like, I'm good at them. I don't think I'm really good at being super fast at it. Um, and then they also do some things that are kind of weird because, okay, so like, for instance, I got stuck on one puzzle in Cambodia where it was these wood slats. And what's annoying is that you cannot lay them out and put it together. You have to put them into the, into the, mm -hmm. the little wooden, you know, holder. So you have to work on it in the holder. And then these are double-sided because they will film from the other side so you can see it completed on the other side because we're kind of blocking it when we're working on it from our side but some of the images get reversed and so uh, like yeah. i feel like we had gotten it but it was the wrong like it was the wrong, oh, side. wrong side yeah yeah you and know it, yeah and those puzzles are, are great because they, they only they all fit together one way you know it's like you know it when you have it right because it only fits together one way and the picture will be like off by like an nth degree like that yeah i know that designing puzzles when you're designing a puzzle you can design it for the player or you can design it for someone watching the player and it's you know, i yeah. think a lot of the survivor puzzles are they're not designed for you as the player they're designed to look good on tv and that's uh that, that that usually makes it pretty rough for for the for the for the solver and it's also i mean and it's one of those things where like there was another one where you know we're we've got this wagon that we have to disassemble, run through this thing, drag the pieces through like an obstacle course and then reassemble it and then do the puzzle. And <laughs> they always film these things at noon because it's the best lighting, right? For like overhead shots and things like that. It's like 120 and degrees. It was so, so you're dying. It's 120 degrees. I'm like out, you know, in the sun with that. We haven't had water and I just, I could, 
feel blisters forming on my back. I was about to pass out. I'm like, I don't like, I'm like, I feel like I'm like, if I pass out doing a puzzle, this is going to be the most embarrassing thing to ever happen to me. But it's like, you're so dehydrated and tired from all those stuff. You can't even concentrate on these damn things. Uh <laughs> yeah. And, and, Je and Jeff narrating doesn't help. You know, in, oh, in case man. You were, Jeff, Jeff telling you every th five seconds, and now PG's dropped a piece, and PG's put it back in, and she's put it in oh. backwards. And you know, you're trying to be subtle about stuff, and you know, there's no subtle with Jeff. Jeff's like, and Anthony is behind, Anthony's further forward behind, and now, P you know, it's yeah, it's already brutal. <laughs> and then you have somebody calling out your foibles every step of the way. It's like, I know you're doing it for the home audience, but just shut up, Jeff, just shut up. <laughs> Like and, and then minutes. you also have your team shouting at you about stuff as well. Like, can you tune any of that out, or is it all just more noise that's 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 distracting you? I'm pretty good at tuning it out, but it it is discouraging. <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> that's a that's diplomatic. That's a very diplomatic way to say that. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I know well, that... because one of their puzzles, they do a lot of unscrambling puzzles, and it's funny because oh, they, they love like, their I... anagrams. Uh huh. And I'm the wor I'm the worst at them. Like, <laughs> that, that's the thing for me is I as as an avid puzzler, there are puzzle types that I I'm fantastic at, and there are puzzle types that I you know I know in theory what to do, but my ability to actually execute on it is is non-existent like my my wife is the word puzzler of us and every once in a while i will outward puzzle her like once or twice a year and we solve a lot of puzzles together um so i if i had to be unscrambling those things that would i i i don't know what i would do <laughs> i'm like what else they like they do slide puzzles jigsaws anagrams um then the full body puzzles like you know it's like untie these, untie the series of ropes that have been tied in, you know, these ridiculously intricate knots, and then you know use that rope very carefully. That's unmeasured to get a lock. You know, like it. it the the more after finding out about Miles, um, uh, uh Miles Nye, Miles Nye, right? Um, mm -hmm. after finding out about Niles, uh, Miles, uh, being you know escape room designer, and escape room you know fanatic, every puzzle. That I've ever seen on Survivor it suddenly makes sense because <laughs> they're, 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 they're all escape room puzzles. I mean, like you know, even down to like the you know, I have to like you know, put these the, the famous one that they always do. Um, you know, the you have a bunch of sticks that are different lengths, and you have just enough rope to tie them together just to get a key from the I other side. I've done that in an escape room. I have absolutely done that puzzle in an escape room. Yeah, and so uh, <laughs> so suddenly, like every every everything, you know, it's like. You have to do these twelve things first before you can unlock this one thing that lets you do this other thing, and then you have to use these four things from before to open up the thing to drop the you know to drop the flag to win. I mean, does that scream escape room? That screams escape room to me all over it. So it's kind of. I've been surprised that that nobody has created like a licensed survivor escape room experience. That that uh, just seems like such a natural thing to happen. And I'm I'm shocked that it never came about. I mean, well, there's tiki themed rooms or like tropical. Yeah. Themed oh rooms. yeah. I, I've definitely seen escape rooms that are survivor-ish. I've seen escape rooms that are overtly using survivor puzzles. Um, 
but I, you know, I, I don't think CBS or whoever would handle the licensing has, they, have, they haven't actually licensed a game and, you know, built like the survivor escape room experience, which I feel like is a thing that, that, that should happen. Yeah. I'm guessing they're waiting till if and when the show ever ends. And I say it that way because, you know, I think as long as Jeff is able to stand up, that show is going to go on. Um, those those games are fun to play though, like because I've gone to a couple events like EW Pop Fest a few years back. Had yeah. um, like John Kerhoffer came and actually brought some of the actual games, you know, the challenges that they play, and you play them out there. And I'm like, you know what? When I'm not hungry and starving uh, yeah. and beat down and no sleep, <laughs> these are fun. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're basically carnival <laughs> games. <laughs> well, that's that's the that's the thing for me is I really want to play all these things. I just don't want to do it in Survivor. <laughs> yeah yeah and that's and, that, and that's the the funny the funny thing is like the, i think after we did our very first challenge um for me like on, on at fiji it was it was like we all finished it and it was really grueling and it was like some i think a couple of us turned around i was like that was kind of fun i know right it was <laughs> you know it's like you, you feel really weird because i'm like i just suffered for like an hour and a half and that you know it seemed like that was the most fun thing of all time um and uh uh yeah, I think you know maybe maybe the the lessons now is party games, uh, it's like Survivor in a box, and you know, uh, there are fourteen hardest you know anagram puzzles in a box for you. Um, <laughs> don't don't eat anything for four days, and we'll have you set. Uh, but uh, all right, yeah. so shall we talk about what's coming up with uh, next season, which is uh, airing this week? Yes, uh, hopefully uh, when this this pod, hopefully when this podcast is airing the. Uh, It'll be out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, uh, was it uh, Island of the Idols? Yeah. So season thirty-nine, Island of the Idols. They've they've brought Sandra and Boston Rob back and made them like gods. <laughs> I guess. There's yeah. Ridiculous, just utterly ridiculous effigies of them. Yeah, I saw that. I saw would that. Would you guys like, rather oh. be? Would you guys rather be coached by Sandra or Boston Rob? Sandra. Boston, Rob. Sandra. 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 I would Sandra. much rather be coached by Sandra. <laughs> That's my girl. That's my girl. Sandra's my girl. Um, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's like Sandra, Sandra played twice, won twice, and then the third time somebody wised up. It's like, let's get rid of her. Right? Boston Rob was three times playing before he won. Right? Two, two or three times. But he won in spectacular fashion. Well, yeah, but he had a chance to play it three times. Sandra won it out the gate the first time. She came back with all, you know, everybody knowing that she was this hard player and still won it. So, so you know, if you if you if you if you look at if I if I want to look at that, I'm looking at the records there. I'm like, you know, made it through twice to the end and won both times, and then you know made it, you know, before the jury <laughs> the first time. Made it to the end the second I mean, time and lost to you know your, your future wife, which I you know I, yeah, and then uh you know then coming back then winning spectacularly. What was his third season? Which was his third season again? Oh God, it was um, it's like there's 500 of us now. It's like like hard to keep track. Uh, yeah, I'm pull, I'm pulling it up. Okay. Um, because he, like see, he did, like, he did uh, Martesis was his first, All Stars right. was his second, yeah. and Heroes right. versus Villains was his Heroes, third. Then he Heroes. won on Redemption Island. Oh, so so and, fourth, four times. Yeah, so they, he won on his fourth time. So, so what I'm saying is, I don't <laughs> think I think Boston Rob won against a bunch of newbies who didn't yes. know what the hell they're doing, right? Like uh, right. I don't know that he could win against 
the cast like if he did all like is, is he on is he going to be on 40 um i believe it, he's going to be on 40. I, i'm pretty yeah. sure i saw his name on it for, um, for those who don't know see, season season 40 is going to be an episode entire a season entirely cast by past winners yeah which so. which to me sounds like uh, <clears throat> as somebody who's never won the game and didn't make it to jury <laughs> i love to see a game with a bunch of people who didn't make it even to the jury get a chance to play I, against each other. I'd love, I think be a different game. I would love to see a season of people who were voted off first from their tribe. Oh yeah, I think yeah. you think Francesca would do that again. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. I would love go, to see her on. I love to see her on. I think she, I think she'd have a better chance. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Like, you know, like people who people who didn't win. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm looking forward to see the winners. You know, for season four, that's gonna be a big. That's gonna be a big crush of people. Um, I know there's some good winners who aren't going to be there, but um, yeah, like it, it, to me, it seems like you guys have all won. You guys have all had a chance to go deep. Let's give some people who got to play a game but didn't get to play their best game a chance again. So, like, I, I, I even I would love to see a first, you know, first out, uh, second chancer. You know, I mean, that'd, that'd be I'd, kind of fantastic. I'd love to see that. I'd also love to see people who just narrowly missed the final the final jury. Uh, you know, people who were who were deliberately chosen not to go to the end pg oh like fifth, fifth <laughs> yeah. placers i like that yeah, fifth placers, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yes um I, I would yes i paid money for that one fifth placers yeah. like you know near miss near miss survivor near miss <laughs> <laughs> well i will say i'm very excited about the cast of this season because it's probably one of the most diverse casts yes that we've seen Truth. ever yeah it's, Even, it's a diverse yeah. cast of people who are primarily born in new jersey <laughs> yeah but but you know what it, it, it's it's neat to see a cast that looks like america now i mean it you know all credit to lynn because lynn did a magnificent job in casting um what they've worked up to even the last couple of seasons haven't quite fine-tuned it this season to me it's it's a bunch of people who are different body types really different walks of life a really neat spread of age groups and um with personalities real yeah yes they all seem like actor models you know that were discovered waitressing in in la or new york (laughs) and and the first canadian ever yes we have a hockey we have a hockey player i'm so excited about that yeah a hockey (laughs) player and there's and there's a uh an, an olympic medalist yeah which is she a swimmer? Is, uh, was that yeah, what she, she did? Yeah, yeah, yeah she, she's, she's a swimmer. I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing her smoke some people. Oh, man. It's, uh, well, I mean, I feel yeah. like we have seen Olympic, you know, like runners not be able to run before. So I don't. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true. But we've seen an Olympic runner who turned out to be caught up in like a doping scandal. Later. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. but, I mean, like, if this is this is, looks like a really cool group of people, and like, the scary thing is they're they're not cast of type. So we have some guys who look like they're meatheads, but they're you know, we've got a fourth grade teacher who looks like he's a bodybuilder. We've got a you know, bodybuilder. Lovely, by the way. Oh yeah, he, he seems absolutely lovely. He's probably doomed, but he seems lovely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and and there, there's this. If this done right, this will be one of the most subtle social games played in Survivor in a long time, and 
it looks like everybody's ready to play the social game in a way that I haven't seen in in a long, long time of Survivor. Because um, most people come in, they're like, "Oh, yeah, I have a social game, but I'm going to, you know, be a challenge monster." And this is the first mm-hmm. time. This is the first time I've heard anybody use my quote. Because my quote that I always said was, "You have to bring your shut up button." Right. A lot of people <laughs> were saying that, but it's always interesting to see. There's so many people who you see in the first episode. They're like, "I have a big personality, and I'm going to shut up for for a little while," and then. Five minutes in, they're you know they're 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 getting in someone's face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was that was me. <laughs> <laughs> when I went on the second time, all my friends were like, "The only thing you have to keep in mind is don't fight with anybody. <laughs> keep your mouth shut. Don't fight with people." And I'm like, "I can do that." <laughs> and then Abby Maria showed up. Oh God. <laughs> your best friend. You guys, you guys are friends now, though, right? You, you, yeah, your, well, you guys are friends now. It's funny because from that second season, she's actually one of the people that I know the best just because I spent the most time with her because we were on, I played, you know, she was on every tribe that I ended up being on. Uh, <laughs> like a haunted by her. So it's, it's like this weird love-hate where like, I, I feel like I know her super well. We still kind of fight sometimes, but it's, Almost like I don't know, like your sister, your cousin, I guess. <laughs> she she seems like she has a talent for getting people to fight with her. I mean, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anymore. I've already I, I've I've set it up on this. <laughs> <laughs> but it's you know there there's some things that are that are aggravating. Like they didn't even show certain things that she would say, like. You know, I I am a really I tend to be a really hard worker at camp. Like I don't like being idle. Like I'm like if we're gonna gossip around the camp, that's fine. But you can do stuff, you know, while you're there. Yeah. And she was one of those people. She had a tendency to kind of lounge, and she would like you know, Shireen told me like she whispered to Shireen once. She was like, look at them. She's like, they're working hard on purpose just to make us look bad. It's like you know, she would say like like she would say <laughs> things like that. <laughs> and it's so aggravating like i can't even talk about it right now it's, it's so upsetting <laughs> he's triggered uh, <laughs> well well then okay so here, here's my question who on this cast who on the on the new cast do you think um who in this ca- cast do you think is going to be the person that is going to be the easiest to get along to I mean, like if you had to be stuck on with 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 these people, who would who do you think you would want to play with? The easiest person to get along with, um, I think, would be Jamal. I, I was thinking the same he, thing. Just because, look, I didn't, I, so I didn't watch any of the interviews yet. I only have had a chance to look through the bios, and you know what it was? There was pet peeves, and all these, some of these people, their pet peeves are like. I don't like loud people or I don't like people who reach over and grab a French fry without asking for it. And I'm like, you're in the wrong situation. If this is going to be your pet peeve, <laughs> like you're going to have a hard time. Uh, and his pet peeve was like mosquitoes that bite. And he's like, I don't even mind sharing my blood with you. Why you got to make it itchy? You know? And it was funny and lighthearted <laughs> and it was kind of still like a nice, you know, a nice thing. And I'm like, okay, he sounds easy going. Like I would be like on a tribe with him. No problem. <laughs> Yeah, he was the one who stood out to me as as um like really he seems like he's a real serious threat to win the game. Except he physically stands out so much that he's he's probably going to be a target because he's he's just he looks like a huge dude. Yeah. He can. 
Pretty really? Fair. He's not like super. Well, he's, he's, yeah. well, he's, he's, he's a big guy. Big. He's like, like a big dude. Yeah, he's a he's big a, dude. He's but, a big dude. You know, standing standing next to the right person, I look like a big dude too. So it's a. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, he's he's not he's not he's not swole mus he's not cut swole muscular, but you know, he's he's a he's a big guy. Um, no, he's 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 a big guy, but not the type that gets voted out before a merge. But yeah, he's definitely that's what I'm, he, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I think he's yeah. in a good position because there's another guy that looks more big and buff than him, the guy that owns the gym or like the hockey player. Like, yeah. you know, they seem a little bit more like your typical big dude alpha male kind of personality which can kind of grate on people sometimes so i feel like jamal will just be there he'll be nice and friendly he'll be like look i can hold my own i can be helpful in challenges just because having that weight or you know that size mm-hmm. helps yeah. uh keep his head down i think he can make it really far there's yeah. other guys that will be more of a physical threat than him um definitely i i think um Funny thing is, I'm looking at you know, having looked at some of these guys. I think uh, the people who, for me, that I want to get out first, are probably not the people that most people would like. I want to get the poker player out first. I think <laughs> I, I'm I, I'm always amused by the poker players because they always come in with so much swagger and they they never do well. Yeah, it's because they <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, because thing is, like they they're all sure that they can read people and that you know they're like, oh, I got it, got the read, I can do it. But it's a whole different thing when you can, you know, it's like your body posture gives stuff away, yeah, and like and how you're doing stuff. But some of these guys should be playing poker and they've never played poker. They're just, you know, they're good for it. Um, it yeah, I, I don't know. I, I kind of want him to go because I, I think he's going to, I have a feeling that he's going to come in with a swagger and he's going to be like, oh, look, I, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm going to play this game. And that's just, that's just, you know, uh, well, we'll see. We'll see how he plays. That's 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 who I say like he's gonna go first because he's got to play it right. If he doesn't play it right, they're gonna come after him double barrels. I think. Yeah, I I would say I I don't have high hopes for him. He he. <laughs> but the the hockey player who I think might be the oldest person out there, he actually he he seems like he's a legit threat. He's he, he's uh he's he seems pretty big and bulky, but also like a genuinely decent person who might be able to control himself yeah so um i i always have a soft spot for for the people who are the you know the oldest on the beach just because i have a lot of respect for it yeah i think as long as he doesn't come off too aggressive and trying to like if he doesn't come off as too bossy i think he can do really well Mm um um let me see who else you guys have any like uh Winner, winner picks or uh okay so just just gut you know gut launch missy bird if nobody gets onto her right um missy bird because mm. she's been she's had like like this amazing life elaine's yeah uh, she, elaine, she has a really elaine, interesting story yeah elaine who is the the uh i don't know she's kind of like the a combination between like eight different people from from past survivors and like a stand-up comedian you know, on top of that, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and our our school teacher, what's his name, uh, Tommy? Yeah, the the school the school teacher seems seems like a legit contender. Yeah, so that's that, that, those are my final three. That's that's what I'm I'm locking that in now. Go on record. That's that's what I'm <laughs> I'm thinking. Final three, um, final vote. Uh, <laughs> um, and I'll be wrong. You'll see that. <laughs> I'm I'm always, always wrong because anybody. 
anybody that I ever root for, that they, they, they just never they never make it to the end. Like, I root for you guys. <laughs> no, well, you everyone, I, everyone I say goes out pre-jury, so I don't even want to say. <laughs> <laughs> after 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 uh, the premiere episode, I feel like I'll have a better luck because it's also one thing I've only read the bios and I haven't even watched the interviews and hearing people talk and you know. I think is a different thing. So after I'll, I'll, I'll have a pick after the first episode. Yeah. First stuff, let's episode. You'll see if we're, we're, we're way off base or not, but uh, I think, uh, I, I think that, you know, like you said, the proofs and the proofs in the pudding, like how they, how they are when they hit the beach usually determines a lot of how the game's going to fly out later. Yeah. Do, so, so do you, have you guys heard any more about the twist also where like apparently like Sandra and Rob will be able to, like I've heard a give little bit. out advantages, something like yeah. that. I've heard a little bit. Um, I know that they are Sandra and Rob are living on their own, like they're they're living on their own beach the entire time, and they can compete. They can, I guess they can like I think they can challenge certain. They can challenge the players to different competitions. I think almost like Redemption Island style. But instead of having it be like a win-loss thing, there's there's some kind of wager being put on the line, um, so you oh can compete God, against. Well, <laughs> yeah. Sandra ain't winning I, nothing. What's she talking like? What? <laughs> yeah. She's the worst at challenges. Like what? Uh, that's that's so I I don't totally understand exactly what's going on, but I mean, I, that's like not Rob's even pretty fair, good. So Rob's like, pretty good at them. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like if you have Rob, not only is he going to give you shitty survivor advice, but he's going to win every <laughs> challenge against you. You're going to well, walk away empty-handed every well, time. Well, well, I think I think the, I think part of it is too that like uh, if from the from the stuff that I've heard uh, is that also you can earn a chance to go basically sit with them for like you know like a it's it's like a combination between like a, a reward challenge and Exile Island at the same time. Like groups or individuals can go to them to get you know advice, and then they compete while they're there. And they can be like, okay, so, you know, I compete and, you know, when it's like, and I want advice from Sandra. And Sandra goes, okay, this is how you get, you know, go undercover. <laughs> I mean, it, and, yeah. it just seems, it seems incredibly risky because as soon as you end up out there, you're basically, at, you're, you're out of your camp. And then there's this underlying assumption that you're coming back with some kind of advantage or an idol or something. And then you become a target. You know, and to be honest, I don't really know what advice they can give these new people who the players the game has changed so much for when these guys played it's like a totally different animal and these younger players actually have a grasp of the type of intricate strategy i think much better than these guys of like all the different iterations of idle play and you know running the numbers i like because i think these guys tend to be instinctual players and social players they weren't really about necessarily so much like playing around idols and doing the numbers and splitting the votes and you know what i mean like yeah it, I, it, i'm with you I, i'm really curious to see how it plays out because I, I have no idea what the implications of this are going to be or what they can really even offer well you like know, i'll tell you this much if yeah. i were going to be a new player i would rather have some fucking nerdy ass redditor who studied the game and run Hedgett. I would rather have one of those guys sitting there giving me advice. So, so, so you want you want Cochran? No, you want Todd. <laughs> you want Todd back again? I know what you want. You want you want your you want your tribe mate. You want Todd back? <laughs> that's what he did. That's how. That, okay. So so in China, I mean, that's that's how Todd won. I mean, that's what he did. He literally was that guy. 
Um, well, and, and I'll tell you what, he was the only one that was really like a self-proclaimed like super fan. And so you kind of like having him around because it was comforting because he'll be like, oh, what is this, day 12? He's like, this is likely what's going to happen. This is probably, you know, they're probably going to um, do some kind of swap or they're going to do the merge. Like he would always kind of say these things and kind of know what was coming up. And for, for most of us who almost all of us were recruits, it's comforting to have someone who's like, I know what's going to happen now. You know what I mean? That, that was me. Huh. Yeah, like I'm your mountain guide. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah. That was that, that was me my season, and then they kicked me off once they got a feel for it. Because so, <laughs> <laughs> um, Earl, 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 spoilers. Um, Earl who won my season. Just in case you haven't seen it at this point, dude, it's like 12 years old, guys. Come on, come on, come on. Um, <laughs> Earl who won my season, um, turned to me on like day, like you know. 12 hours <laughs> he goes how do you play this game and i was like but well he, wasn't he like wasn't he cast like last minute as a replacement I mean, um he was literally last minute they've been trying to get him and his now wife uh then girlfriend uh to play for a while they were trying to get them on the amazing race and uh shelly his, his then girlfriend was like nope 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 <laughs> and uh they finally bumped into him again they kept bumping into him uh and they're like okay well we're getting ready to to go and survivor we would love to have you on and Earl's like you know i was like okay you know i'll do it sure you know last one he saw was you know you know richard hatch winning that was the last thing he saw was first season you know it's 12 years later and uh and they're like oh we when 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 do i need to go and he, they're like well in three days he's like what <laughs> and they're like three days so <laughs> So, so, so he literally like got his shots, got his passport, shut down a bunch of stuff and got on the plane. So he literally knew nothing. At least, you know, all of us had like a chance to at least review, um, for the people who you know, weren't fans, uh, me and pop, apparently me and Papa Smurf were the only real big fans of the show. Um, <laughs> Gary Shetesky, uh, my season and, uh, we were fans. So people kept turning us like, so what's supposed to happen now? And how do you vote pump somebody off? And when's it? It's like, okay, every three days we get together, we do this, and this is how it goes, this plays. And, and um and it is it is a different game when you come in not knowing anything about the game because all the rules, you know, all that fancy studying and the whiteboards and you know the, the Redditor knowledge, if you're playing with those people, which is what I was doing, all that stuff, all the theory goes out the window. They play mm. completely different game like it's day one um i don't know how many other i don't know if you if you heard that uh when it happened pg when i got voted out i was contacted by a bunch of um other survivor alumni and every every last person was like if you're on any other season you would have done really well yeah <laughs> like, like you were on a season with a bunch of people and have no idea what the game is and like you would have gone deep i'm like oh thanks you were, like, John, you, were told me that. you were playing with button mashers yes like I knew all the, I knew all the Konami cheat codes and these guys are just like this is press these buttons. I'm like up, up, down, down, left, right. They're like, oh, I hit these. I'm like, what are you doing? Um, it's like uh yeah, like when Johnny Fairplay looked at me, he goes, Bro, bro, you got the worst edit. And you were with a bunch of people who were just dumb. And I was like, Thank you. Coming coming from Johnny Fairplay, that meant a lot. Um yeah, uh, so uh um yeah. <laughs> Lisa and I almost got, we were, we were recruited for a reality show. We, we turned it down, um, but they wanted us to, CBS wanted us to be on season two of Hunted. Oh God, that, you've been yeah, perfect that, for that. That show where you're, where you're supposed to go and just hide from law enforcement for like a month or two. 
Oh, why didn't you do that? You should have done that. That was I saw that. I saw that because uh, because because we had jobs. <laughs> but well, yeah. But I, I, that I, also had, I had terrifying. <laughs> I had I had so many ridiculous plans to to actually make it work. Like I was gonna go and open up a whole bunch of like it, like um, low credit limit credit cards and then just give them to someone on the street and be like, hey go buy yourself some, you know, some lunch and give these out to your friends and just disperse all of these credit cards. That's brilliant. I was going to leave, you know, leave myself some like geocaches of, of, uh, of, of, of supplies in different places. Like I, I had plans, but there was no way that I was ever going to do it. <laughs> oh man. Well, if I remember right, the guys who came in, I want to say the guys who won it were, they were escape room runners room guys. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, and they did everything that, right from the get go, dude. <laughs> and that that was basically what happens. We got a call from someone in casting. They were like, "The show is still on. I can't tell you who won, but I can tell you that someone from the escape room world has done very well. Would you like <laughs> to? You know, we, we want more people like them. And we saw your site. Would you like to do this? And I was like, I've always kind of wanted to run from law enforcement without having the threat of jail, but no. <laughs> That's amazing. I didn't know it was escape room like designers that want it. Designers or players? Yeah. Uh designers. Designers, yeah. 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 And they, they actually left they actually left clues. They actually they yeah. were mean. They 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 left teasing they, clues as to where they were going. And they, they, they still taunted, they taunted the hell out of them, which uh it, I mean they were they were really amusing. Yeah. And they were really good <laughs> at it. Like they they were they had such a huge lead on everybody. It was kind of, you know. I, I remember watching that and going, going one, I'd love to do that with, with some, you know, like, like I want to take Bob dog to go do that. It'd just be ridiculous. Um, Bobby Mason uh, from, uh, uh, was it Panama? Panama. Not Panama. Panama. Yeah, yeah. It's Panama. And I want to take, Bo I want to take Bob, Bobby, Bob dog Mason to go do uh, that, that escape thing with him. Cause that would have been, <laughs> you know, cause the whole, the whole thing is like, you know, that was a game about paranoia. I mean, we're as much survivors, like, you know, there's a the survivor paranoia. And PG, I, I know you, you like me, are familiar with that, you know, like on day like two, you know, where like it's the middle of the night, it, you know, you don't know what time it is, but you just know that somebody's listening into your brain and you were talking in your sleep. And <laughs> it's uh, like, I can imagine for, for them, because that game was true paranoia. You don't know who's going to be on your side, who's going to turn you in. Um, you know, they were putting Facebook messages on people. They were like literally hacking, you know, quote unquote, hacking people's Facebook profiles and putting up wanted, you know, wanted posters with rewards on them. So, uh, so uh, who do you trust? I don't know. Um, yeah, <laughs> it, it definitely it definitely seemed like an interesting show. And if I if if I didn't have to like quit my full time job to go do it, I I might I I actually might have. I, I had so I had so many plans, and I I am the right. I do have the capacity for the right type of paranoia for that. Like I and and an understanding of how digital technology works and how how people actually get tracked so i i could i i i feel like i probably could have done all right at it but but that was that so that was the closest i had ever gotten and was, was saying no to that how long did it last for or go for uh, it was like a, it was, three weeks it was, a month yeah it was about a month i can't remember exactly how long i think it was also it could end suddenly um, because I think you just need, you needed to be the last duo you know, standing. Um, mm -hmm. and 
the, the first few episodes were pretty boring because the people who got caught. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, you, the uh, first, yeah. the first few episodes were pretty boring because the people who got caught got caught for just ridiculous stuff. Um, just, they were, they, they had no idea what they were doing at all and no level of self-control and, and that doesn't work. They'd like yeah. log on to Instagram without turning geolocation off. <laughs> yeah, it, it was stuff like that, or just like you know, using using their credit card somewhere. They they just it was just really obvious stuff where it's like, yep, yeah, of course you're you're about to get caught for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but, uh, yeah, with their with their bad wigs, if I remember right, they were they got caught at a bus station. If memory serves with with really yeah. bad disguises. Yeah. <laughs> they just weren't fooling anybody. Um, All right. Uh, well, um, so, um, I guess last last question: Are there is is there an escape room that you've heard of that you're really excited to play? Uh, I want to go do Hex down at Crossroads. I've been hearing about that forever. Uh, it's it's definitely worth it. Ooh. Do it with six six people, no more, no less. All right. Okay. <laughs> we we, we might for that. We, we might have to make that happen. All right. <laughs> awesome. How about well, you, uh, Anthony? Um, goodness, I I have long lists because um, I'm not as as well traveled as you guys on on the escape yeah. room front. Um, probably hex hex hex. I, uh, I think is going to be on my next next get uh-huh. to go. So I'll keep my fingers crossed. I kind of I kind of want to do Zoe just because it's you know like haunt season. <laughs> uh, Zoe is terrifying. It's 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 for me the the most intense horror escape room I've found in my travels. Really? Yeah. They're not messing around. I pretty I much, mean, I did that game. I did the game with five other people and I basically soloed it because the rest of my team were clutching each other in fear. Oh, <laughs> wow. I'm like, no, and they, no they all, they all, everything. <laughs> they all loved it. They all loved it in like a Stockholm syndrome kind of way. Wow. Are, are there like a lot of jump scares? Yes. Oh, God. That's the, I mean, like, so, you know, so here's the thing, though. I was one of those people. I never liked going to like, or like, like haunted houses. I didn't like horror movies. I didn't like any of that stuff. Yeah, until I started doing it. Until I started doing escape rooms. And then the first I did a couple horror ones or like kind of scaryish ones. And I was terrified. But I realized I like escape rooms much more when there's kind of a creepy horror factor than if it's just, I don't know, Alice in Wonderland. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I think lo- it's, for me, it's just any escape room that evokes emotion on top of the enjoyment of the game itself. Like, that's the thing. That's, that's the magic. And horror yeah. is one avenue to get there. Yeah, yeah. Like, to get the adrenaline going, it's creepy. Like, you're, you got to battle these emotions. Because then it feels so visceral and you really feel like, I got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. And, and then real. when you get out, you're, you're on that high because your brain has dumped a whole bunch of other random neurotransmitters in there that you don't normally get. And you're like, you're just, you know, buzzing from it. Survive. Yeah. You survived, right? Survived, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. Right. Well, uh, I like to thank, uh, take a sec to thank David uh, for joining us uh, and uh, PG for joining us. Uh, on this uh, first Survivor edition of uh, everything, uh, everything else. 
It's been fun. Thank you so much for having us. It was so much fun. I will come back and talk escape rooms and puzzles anytime. Awesome. All right. And uh, thanks, guys. Once again, I want to thank PG Law for being our special guest, for David of Room Escape Artist for having the idea, and to our own Anthony Robinson for putting it all together. Um, these Everything else as we were doing, I was starting to really enjoy. Um, I, I feel like they gave you a little bit of insight into who we are as people beyond our obsession with all things immersive, and they give us a chance to uh, weave... Uh, the conversation that we are having in our own community out and into the larger pop culture sphere. And, you know, as David points out at the beginning of uh, this, the show, um, survivors very much the ultimate immersive experience for those who are going through it. So we got to get to watch it all. And you start to think about that with some of the discussions we've been having about those who play and those who watch. Um, Survivor's a great model right there for what that can look like. So um, we're we're in this moment where we're looking at expanding the audience and expanding the definition uh, and just getting more people excited about our world. Uh, and this is part of that effort. Uh, if you are interested in what we do here, we're at nopersinium.com. There are reviews from across the United States. Uh, and in London as well, we've got teams spinning up. Um, we're this week, we've got a team at OC six Oculus connect six, uh, which is going on up probably while you're listening to this. If you're listening to this on the day it drops, uh, there's going to be some announcements there. We expect, uh, as I'm recording this, uh, so take a look to the website. Uh, Will Cherry is keeping a diary of what he sees and, uh, Michaela Holland is on our Instagram, uh, bringing things in, uh, the bricklage company out in Pittsburgh is doing an Instagram takeover this week, uh, on Thursday, get, taking us behind behind the scenes on their latest show. And I'll be going to the Vancouver International Film Festival for Vancouver International Film Festival's Immersed Conference, where I'm going to be uh, moderating the jury panel. Uh, not, not the jury process, but moderating the panel where the jury talks uh, about the stuff that's been in competition there. Uh, and uh, our friend Ricky Briganti, who also has a piece on the website this week, uh, he's given the keynote at the start. So if you're there or if you're near there, uh, come on down. Uh, definitely. If you're part of the immersive community in Vancouver, um, and uh, you weren't thinking about swinging by immersed, uh, come on down, uh, holler at us. Uh, let's see if we can connect while we're up there. I'm going to be there for four, four nights, three, five days. Like it's, it's a long time. So <laughs> feel free to give me a holler. Um, all right. Um, that's it for now. Uh, no is where you can find us. Let's do the credits because even though this is a bonus episode, uh, the folks who make this all possible, they deserve the recognition on the music side. That would be Chris Porter of the speakeasy society here in Los Angeles. The sustaining backers of no proscenium are Mark Balthazar, Jan Budman, Paul F. Lonnie hands on Ari Hurston, Sam Kinkin and Samuel Mustry. Again, you can find us at no proscenium.com or at no proscenium on Twitter at no underscore proscenium on Instagram, where you'll find those takeovers and all sorts of other fun stuff. Patreon.com slash no proscenium is how you back the show, and we need your support more than ever. Um, keep an ear and an eye 
tuned in because there's a whole bunch of announcements about to hit and this is spooky season, the busiest time of the year. All right. I'm your host, Noah Nelson. And until next time, I'll see you at the show.